Hey everybody, welcome to Dawson's Darlings. Today we're going to be recapping season two, episode five, Full Moon Rising. Witchy. Nice. Joey, everyone's feeling very witchy in this episode. Everyone's very affected by this full moon all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. It's a full moon and everyone in Cape Side suddenly believes in the spookiness of a yeah. full moon. This thing that happens 12 times a year. All, all the, time. the time. Yeah. Um, this episode first aired November 4th, 1998. The Netflix episode description says, Dawson confronts his parents about their marriage as Pacey stumbles onto an unsettling truth about Andy. I have thoughts and feelings on the uh, moons. Okay, tell me all about your. I don't know, theories. man. Like, first of all, everybody who's into the moon, good on ya. I'm happy for you. I'm so happy for you to find your peace. But um, <laughs> namaste. namaste in the bar. But um, it's not, you know, like that. Those t-shirts. That's saying namaste in bed. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> get it. uh, it's not a new moon. It's just shadow. The shadows are different. I just don't put that much stock into my mood and the moon. Don't judge anyone who does, but it's not for me. Right. Because, again, it's not a new moon. It's just the shadows are different. We've got a moon cynic out there, you guys. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know, man. Like, I am also a little bit of like a woo-woo hippie every once in a while. So whenever I hear that there is a new moon, I will specifically that night light some sage, say some intentions, meditations. Yeah, this is a thing this I do like now in my extremely late 20s. I know. Information to me. <laughs> so this shit. was like a... <laughs> This was very much like a pandemic thing that started with me. Mm -hmm. It's every night I stretch and I meditate and I light sage and I like say my intentions or affirmations and stuff like that. And so when it's – I know that it's a new moon or something like witchy like that is happening, I will like make note of that and specifically make sure I do it on those wow. nights. Wow. I don't know if I even believe in that or if I believe in the magic of that, but it feels nice. I love it. And that, see, that's why I feel bad and now I feel worse and, and love the moon. And you know how I'm always talking about the moon cycles. <laughs> yeah, and me and the moon, we go way back, yeah. you know? Like, I don't want to shit on somebody else's thing. If it makes them feel better, then I hope it works. It's If you like I it, I hope it then works perfect, too, man. Obviously, of course. I don't um, know. It gives me something to do. Listen, during the pandemic, we all started doing a little bit of crazy yeah, shit just, just to, to get, get by. by. So whatever you need to believe in, believe and in you it. got See, you say that, but when I was like, Zaz, the thing that's getting me through this pandemic is robbing cars. You were like, don't. I'm going to call the police. That's not great. So it does. I know. I'm such a buzzkill. I know. Kill. It just feels like I'm being really supportive of you and your, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm I am a hypocrite. I know. It's <laughs> I love that. Well, that's new information and I My microphone just fell over. Maybe it's the universe punishing me <laughs> for doubting the moons. Never doubt the moons. I've never doubt I the moons. I go way back. Doubt dinosaurs, but not the moons. TM. We haven't even begun to talk we about this episode. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the episode. Uh so cold open. Dawson and Joy are on the roof. 
Not in bed. This is a very classic Kim hangout spot. On the roof? Yeah, like when I was in junior high. So a little bit younger than them. I was just always chilling on the roof. I was like Kelly Clarkson in that uh, Breakaway music video. Just up there on the roof. Yeah. Dreaming my little dreams in my little journal. Aww. I always wanted to have like a space like that to hang out, but me or none of my friends had like a roof spot. You guys didn't have roofs? I was also too scared. No, we didn't have oh, roofs. No, we, there, we didn't have like a little landing outside of someone's window that we can sit on like that. Oh, I didn't either. I climbed up the ladder and got up there myself. Oh. <laughs> I know. My parents were divorced. It was tough times. <laughs> Only child. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dawson and Joey are having like a little flirty debate about how Dawson thinks the moon is romantic. And Joey thinks uh, full moon spells trouble because humans are made up of water and the moon controls the tides. So... I was wrong, and you and Joey are right. When's she going to, like, go through her hot topic phase? Well, I can't tell you that. That's a spoiler. Oh, man. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Very soon. Uh, next episode. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, then Dawson almost falls off the roof, and that's the cold open. Little slippery guy. <laughs> slippery little sucker. And no one, everyone was like, yeah. Oh, man. He caught himself. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Dawson. We oh, love you. Oh, that's a series. <laughs> 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 um act one we open on mr man me and mrs please just get out of here already as tamara presses him on needing to sell the warehouse that she suddenly owns because uh capeside is a bridge she'd like to burn before the cops drive over and arrest her i assume personally i would like that bridge to burn also with her on it like get out of here tamara <laughs> you're causing way too many problems for everyone just yes. leave Thank you. Then in a very nice little bit of directing, we go from Tamara and Mitch walking off and then reveal Jen walking alone. I liked it. Yeah, that was a that was, was a good shot. There. <laughs> very this ep- this episode was shot very arts. Yes. Yeah. I noticed a lot of the shots were framed in a very specific way. We had a great shot towards the end of the episode through the fan. Yeah. The ceiling fan. It was very someone was feeling ambitious yeah it's uh it's so interesting because you know if you don't know uh tv the cool thing about tv is that like directors come in and out you know what we're not doing is like saying who's writing directing each episode which is kind of fucked up on us because we're tv people you know what our dozens of listeners will they'll remember this moment when we're one day very big and famous and the core group of listeners who were with us from the beginning were like i remember when they didn't even do that <laughs> now they're back baby um this episode wait back baby that didn't make any sense you know what i meant though yeah where'd we go <laughs> to a famous town oh yeah sure that's where everybody goes and they forget about all the small people in their life i can't wait <laughs> that's gonna be fucking great <laughs> anyway all right um this episode is written by Kevin Williamson, never heard of him, and Dana Barada, and uh, directed by David Semmel. Well, David Semmel was was feeling mighty ambitious with he all really these shots. He really was, which is, Fancy. he is a fairly regular Dawson's director. So, yeah. it's good. Yeah. He did a good job. I liked it a lot. Very interesting. Lots of motion, movement. I like, I like. Uh, anyway, so Jen is walking by herself until Vincent, the mid-30s Fisher we met last week, jogs up to her. Yeah, at the very yeah. youngest. Jen tells Vincent that she and Abby are in a trial separation because remember that Abby was mad that Vincent wanted to statutory rape Jen and not her. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Gross. Um, boo, Abby. Uh, as they, <laughs> as they <laughs> walk and flirt, Jen finally agrees to a date with uh, old Vincent. Geriatric Vincent. Very young, minor Jen, who is but 16. Then in another little fun bit of like, oh, our characters are all in and out, out and about in this world and 
crossing paths, um, Andy passes Jen on her way into the video store. Capeside, so such a small town. Pacey is watching porn. <laughs> yeah. Andy heads off to go find a movie, and Pacey follows talking about porn titles, which include uh, The Sperminator, Romancing the Bone, Ew. Ew. <laughs> and Little oral andy i these movies i don't know if they're real or not because you know i try and do my research but i was at work when i was watching this episode and there's a line i'll watch tv at work that's one thing but i'm certainly not going to look up whether or not a porn is real yeah i thought it was really weird and gross that um pacey was watching just casually watching it yeah like sound on just in the main room he wasn't even in the back behind the red curtain or anything just hanging out Finally, uh, after their cute little back and forth, uh, Pacey says that all their verbal sparring is getting dangerous and they should go on a real date. She gives in mighty quickly, but you got to appreciate the effort. You can't let a gentleman like Pacey Witter slip through your fingies. Pacey says he'll pick her up and Andy says, oh, no, it's cool. I'll meet you there. Pacey says it's a date and he genuinely like wants to go pick her up. And then she suggests the ice house. Andy, I'm picking up really scary guys. <laughs> um, finally... She says he can pick her up and then exits. And uh, Pacey looks straight up adorable when she leaves. He's so excited. Mm. Meanwhile, Jen's shopping, trying on some Urban Decay lip gloss. Did you have any? Oh, my God. I don't think I did. But when I saw the Urban Decay, like, brought me back to being in middle school and, like, thinking I was cool for doing exactly what she's doing in the store. Like, trying on the free samples. Man. Talk about something that we'll never go back to. Uh, Anyway, Jen's trying on some Urban Decay lip gloss as uh, Abby tracks her down and asks if she's still mad at her before she just casually steals some lipstick. Um, Because that's how you do when you're Abby. I can't believe I used to like her in the detention episode. I know. And even in the last episode, no, the um, second episode of the season, Crossroads, it's like, ooh, here's Abby. It's like kind of fun. And then all of a sudden it just quickly becomes... Yeah, I feel like I was catfished. You kind of were. But also, this goes back Mm. to, sorry, Mike White, but remember that the detention episode was like every character was different, and it turns out that extends also to Abby. Anyway, so uh, Abby says she doesn't want to let a guy come between them because they're kindred spirits, rebels bound by the common need to break out of the small town abyss. And then she just grabs some perfume that Jen was sniffing as well. Who didn't? back Me. then right but sure yeah that it tracks. tracks unlike the detention episode i'm just always this character <laughs> jen uh jen's like yes finally we're we can be buds again because she has been dying to tell somebody about her date with vincent jen you can't tell anybody because he's in his mid-50s and you only have one friend and she's a yeah. bad influence and she is gonna get pissed because she wanted him first and she's not a very yeah. good judge of character Oh, Um, So obviously, Abby does get pissed. They storm out fighting and she tells Jen to pick up some condoms because she's in the big league now. Poor Jen always gets shit on because she had sex like one time. I think more than one time. (laughs) Still, though. Yeah, I know. She Whatever, though. She always gets shit on. Let the woman do what she wants to do with her body. And let's not slut shame. But we will age shame. Vincent. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's illegal. Slut shame because, uh, whatever. The scene ends with Jen slapping Abby and telling her, don't ever talk to me again. Don't ever (laughs) talk to me. I was so into that. I mean, I don't condone violence or hitting people. And that's a real thing. You're always telling me, don't do violence. I always have to remind (laughs) you, don't hit people. (laughs) I'm sorry. Kim. Don't rob cars. Don't hit people. Yeah. You're real cool. This pandemic made you real cool. You're all lighting sage and talking to the new moon and telling me to be a good person. 
At Dawson's house, the <laughs> Mitch and Gail have launched into the most awkward fight, pre-divorce fight yes, in front of their the son. Thursday night. Well, it's not Thursday. Poor Dawson just looks like a five-year-old. And poor Dawson's <laughs> like, what happens on Thursday? What happens? Is it Shonda Rhimes' night? I don't even see. Not for a couple years. Nope. Just a, I mean, really, just, just a, a couple, couple, I think. Anyway, um, <laughs> Mr. Man Meat says the fact that, uh, so Gail's bringing over like an affiliate uh, reporter for dinner. And uh, because it's a guy, Mitch is like, oh, it sounds like a Thursday thing. Like, Mitch, calm down. Because your Thursday thing last week went so <laughs> well Yeah, you really so knocked well it out of the park. Of going into a bar with your under the dock. Your under the dock friend didn't even show up with you. And what is he doing that kept yeah. him from going? <laughs> Drinking rolling rocks. Rolling rocks between Dawson's Creek and Mayor of Easttown. Really having a... <laughs> Mayor of Easttown, rolling rock. <laughs> really having a moment. Good for them. I used to drink Rolling Rocks when I was in college, which was right outside of Philly. I've never had one. Oh, if we want to be sponsored by Rolling Rock, I w- we will take it. Because if you've listened to previous episodes, we love alcohol a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, people say it's like a problem, but so. I say it's a solution. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, so Mr. Miami says that just because it's like for work doesn't make it, um, doesn't make him feel any better. And then, and again, Dawson and Joey, by the way, are in front of, are right there while they're having this very awkward conversation. Yeah. Gail says, at least I have coworkers. Oh. That's fucking, yeah. Savage. <laughs> That's yeah. That's savage. She's, because you know what she wants to say is, I have been supporting your scuba diving restaurant theme <laughs> For years. Her accent. <laughs> For years. Oh, man. And that's our act. Just like straight up, at least I have co-workers, you lazy scuba making. Lazy bum. Whatever, he deserve it, Mitch. Yes, he's very he does. dirty. This season, he does. Last season, he was like such a prince. and Yeah. 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 Season Oof. two, things yeah. are taking a turn. This season, he's savage, because when we come back from the act break, are um, we in almost. the scene with We're, them? Um, first, it's Jen getting ready for her date. Totally. And Gramps comes in and asks if she wants to go to Bible study. It's the book of John. She's so cute. <laughs> she really tries to convince Jen yeah, to go with the book it. of John. Um, Gramps says she won't be late. And then in a very un-Gramps-like move, uh, doesn't even ask what Jen's up to. She's just like, okay, bye. I'm going to church now. The thing, so then Abby comes over to yell at Jen for slapping her. Um, the thing that is wild to me is that like the Jen and Graham's conversation happens in Jen's room. And then 0.2 seconds later, I mean, it is like at Graham's has barely left the door. Abby's at the door. And like, I'm, I think we're supposed to believe that Graham's is gone. By that point. Well, you know, she moves quickly. She's a spring chicken. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we're at the Leary's house of either get a divorce or not. Um, and Mitch invites Tamara Jacobs over. Yeah. Uh, once again, Tamara Jacobs is showing up mm-hmm. where she is not wanted. Causing problems everywhere. I'm actually surprised they didn't write her to be more like flirty I, with Yeah, Mitch I am scene. surprised too because it. That was sort of the vibe that I got from her. Like, why else? Yeah, I thought they were setting that up. Uh, over at the Ice House, Joey is uh, drawing a customer. <laughs> Again, very good. 
I forgot that she all of a sudden is a professional <laughs> drawer. drawer. Tough, tough with your accent. <laughs> Sorry, I'm from New Jersey. Yeah, drawer, drawer. Uh, yeah, I forgot all of a sudden she's like better than... The guy from Garfield. That spaghetti wasn't easy to draw. Yeah, but look at her shadows. I know about art. <laughs> um, Moving on. Meanwhile, Jack is making some like pretty damn impressive origami. Jack talks about how he likes working there uh, because he gets to s- exposed to so many different walks of life. And Joey is like classic. <laughs> you know, it's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> like there's not a brown person in sight, but sure, Jack. He just means like short people, tall people. People with money, people with a lot more money. That's all the walks of life he's seeing. Joey is like classic Joey and says it's also a great way to get exposed to people who blame her for their food being cold or not enough clams in their chowder, which I have experienced recently and it's not fun. Not enough clams in your chowder? Yeah. I just, listen, Progresso, couple, throw a couple more in there, you know? <laughs> we are not sponsored by Progresso. No, not until they get their shit together. They can ask all they want. Yeah, throw more clams in your chowder. A couple more. All we're asking for is a couple more clams in your chowder. Um, Jack asks why she's so angry. Uh, not tonight, just in general. Your vibe is anger. And then he just walks away. I mean, you don't want to wait around for the answer to that. No, if you're asking somebody why they're so angry, get out quick. Because <laughs> they're going to turn it on you. Yep. At first, Joey like, blames her anger on the full moon. And then I think that's kind of it. But like, I don't know. We talked about the moon already, so I think that that's not why she's so angry, but hey, man, whatever. Use the moon. Use the tides as your excuse. Maybe Mercury was in Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) You so badly didn't want to laugh at that. Maybe Mercury is in retrograde. Don't worry, everyone. I know what it's called. Jeez, I like sage. Stop commenting. (sighs) It was your delivery really got me. Thank you. Out on Jen's porch, uh, Jen and Vincent are on their date. Vincent tells her that he's saving up to be a lawyer. I think you you skipped out on Jen's porch. Vincent is acting very much like a cat and playing with the hanging light as he waits for Jen to come out. I was like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You're a grown adult. And he's just like, with the stupid light. I was like, if I came out and saw you doing that, I'd be like, go home. Are you five? Get out of here. You went from being Vincent. way too old for her to way too young. To way too much like a cool cat or kitten. I feel like Vincent, if he wants to be a lawyer, should have perhaps like a, a, a better or at least basic understanding of the law. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Little kitten. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's really funny. But as soon as you said it, I could remember. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. It really was jarring to me. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? All right. So we'll have Jen. Uh, so Jen, you'll be in the kitchen. Then you'll cross in. And then Vincent, we're going to start on you. So you need a little bit of busy work. Uh, that lamp looks like it's just hanging there. Why don't you bat that around? That lamp looks a little lonely. <laughs> Why don't you paw at it like you're an animal? Oh, man. Uh, then we're back to the Leary's where Dawson comes downstairs to find his dad on a date with the teacher. His best friend slept with in one room and his mom on a date. Someone that his best friend didn't sleep with, but, you know, who knows? You never know. Uh, in the other room. So I hope film school works out really great because if he gets into the guild, he'll have some great therapists that he could have access to. Good luck, mm-hmm. Dawson. Mitch spots Dawson, like, taking a peek around the house and asks what he's doing. Then he asks what his mom is up to. And uh, Mitch asks uh, what the mom is, what Gail is up to, what the mom is up to. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
<laughs> we know all the What's characters the mom by now. Up to? Um, and Dawson says, uh, same as you, which is when Gail enters and they have the following conversation in front of their son. And can be overheard by their guests. Oh, absolutely. And that is made clear. <laughs> um, so first, Gail shits on his dream of buying the warehouse and says it's clear what's going on. He's bringing his Thursday night escapades into the weekend. Dawson again asked, what are Thursday nights? And they send him, this 15-year-old, to his room. Then Gail says that she's tired of indulging in the dreams of a man who can hardly look her in the eye. Then Mitch says that while she's been indulging in her various Thursday night men, he's been indulging on different dreams. All overheard, (laughs) as mentioned, by this affiliate reporter who is not there for a date. I think it's really a work thing. Yeah, he was really like, I really have some business to do here, actually. I'm also married, so like... uh, And then uh, back in Dawson's room, Dawson like flops onto his bed and finds Abby in there spying on Jen with binoculars. Yeah. um, Abby, (laughs) go away. First of all, I mean, Dawson, you brought this upon yourself by leaving this ladder Mm -hmm. perched up against your house. But Abby, go away. You're such a terrible friend. Like, who does this with – who owns (laughs) binoculars and who does this to their, like, friend? I'm not into it. And then it gets even worse. This also, like, kind of lines up with the idea that this window is, like, the window of love, and it only appears, it's like the room for requirement, like, it only appears when people are in love, because Abby, why else would Abby have used it? She's in love with Vincent. Oh, she's, she thinks she's in love with Vincent. She's in love with herself, that's why she's so obsessed with Vincent. Oh, shit! Thank you, I've been going to therapy for quite some time, so you're (laughs) all very welcome. Way to go! Game recognizes game. (laughs) How many windows have you uh, crawled through with binocs? (laughs) (laughs) Too many to count. Um, And then finally, we're back to Pacey and the mystery of Andy's house. Andy's house is a little spooky. (laughs) Her very sweet mom answers the door and says Andy will be right down. And uh, her dad will be home any minute if you want to meet him as well. And then she calls for Tim, Andy and Jack's older brother, and tells Pacey to set the table while she goes to get Tim. Very, like, seems like a very normal situation. I feel like it seems a little too sweet and welcoming. Okay. Were you immediately not on board with it? I was immediately not on board because I was like, oh my God, are they going to like end up killing Pacey and serving his head on a platter for dinner? Because it's like, come in, let me get, oh, her dad will be here soon. Take your pants off, you know? (laughs) You know, the classic Sunday night dinner conversation. If uh, Joshua Jackson's taking his pants off, sign me up. Yeah. I'm in. (laughs) Again, he's uh, a minor in the show, but uh, he is not as an actor. Right. It's fine. So we're not creepy. At the ice house, the power flicks <laughs> and uh, the pump on the la- lobster tank, lobster tank, the lobster tank dies. As Joey and Jack put the lobsters on ice, Andy comes in not realizing that Pacey is at her house, which in Pacey's defense, it was very confusing. And Andy absolutely said he could pick her up. Yeah, Pacey did no wrong here because also this is the chivalrous move. And I think there's Neat. nothing wrong with it. I mean, if you're going to try to date this guy, he's going to learn about your weirdo family anyway. Totally. Um, Andy figures out the pace is at her house and now it's double weird because Jack's like definitely he's being more calm than Andy is. I think that that's not hard to do um, in general and just any day. But he's also not on board with anyone going to the house. So then Andy goes out running and we get a nice shot of the full moon. A lot of full moon shots. And that's fine because the full moon is important. To the tides. To the tides and moods. We're all water, 
basically. Act three. Back to Jen and Vincent. Uh, Vincent tells a story of how he almost slept with a drag queen. But then because this is 1998, Vincent has to do the whole like he, she or whatever. And then is using mm. uh, male pronouns for the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, and because it's 1998, this person then has to get saddled with a backstory of having an abusive father. Because why else would they be living the life that they're living? 1998 was a different time. Yeah, it's like when he was telling the backstory, when he was like, oh, you know, turns out that he had this backstory and like his father was really abusive. I kind of realized that we've sort of done away with that as far as characters go in TV shows. Thankfully. That's the only reason they were like this. It's the only reason they would dare to put women's clothing on. It's because they were traumatized and not because some... People just like it, and who the fuck cares? Yeah. That's how they want to express themselves. Um, and then it's Jen's turn to reveal her most embarrassing sexual encounter. And um, she tells him about almost getting caught with Billy in her par- – or getting caught with Billy in her parents' bed. bed. Remember, Billy was an adult, so not embarrassing uh, a crime. I do have to say, though, and I know this is creepy to say because she's 16 and he's an adult, but she's got a lot of game. I'm like, oh, Jen, you're like a little saucy minx. Good for you, but not because he's gross, but, um, yeah. But she's been to, just think about all the people that she's been exposed to through, like, she went to high school really young and then med school and her cardiothoracic surgeries, you know, so cutthroat. Yeah, exactly. So she's been exposed to a lot of different people. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the first time an older man has put... What were they eating? Jelly? It was like jam on her lips that looked a lot like lip gloss. And I was like, oh, that's a cute color. It was like so seductive and sensual. Uh, Abby sees all of this because she's in Dawson's room spying on them. Abby tells Dawson that she's just worried about Jen. And then we, in theory, get nice Abby again. Not really, but, you know, in like funny joke theory, we get <laughs> nice Abby again. Yeah. Um, she tries to make Dawson feel better about his parents since obviously she heard the fight as well. Uh, everyone did. And then she tells Dawson how much better her life got since her parents got divorced. But then whoops, Abby's back, baby. Because uh, she starts to like give him a massage and like sniff him. <laughs> we brought an audio just from the episode um uh she wants to make jen jealous so she asked dawson if he'd be willing to tell jen they made out because he and joey have an open relationship (gasps) ding 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 for dawson (laughs) now he understands what thursday nights are and he's like oh thank you so much abby you're such a good friend you're like really helping me figure out why my parents (laughs) marriage is falling apart (laughs) i always forget that you watch the deleted scenes for these episodes the director's commentary you know they shouldn't have cut it it's a really important scene it really like justifies her character (laughs) Uh um uh dawson who does not care about timing at all pulls gail and mitch out of their business meeting date thingies and asks if they're having an open marriage he's like wait 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 wait. you guys are doing business here i have a question (laughs) i need my mommy and my daddy mom dad are you guys fucking other people (laughs) that's how that scene went I don't know what you watch. Their silence takes us to Jen's living room. She's like macking on the table with Vincent. On the table. It's very hot. uh, In the moment. Yeah. In the moment. When this first starts, it is. (laughs) Right. And then it takes a turn very quickly and I cringed for the rest of it. Yeah. It starts to get like real serious and she's trying to like slow things down, but he won't stop. So finally she just calls out, I'm 16. Because that's what she had to do for him to stop. Yeah. Say you will literally go to jail for this instead of him just being like, oh, you wanted to slow down? Okay, great. I respect that. Way to go, future lawyer. 
<sighs> and then that's when Grams comes in. She's like, get your hands off my granddaughter. <laughs> Vincent says, oh, my God. And Graham says, not even God will be able to save you if you don't get your hands off of her. I really believe that Grams has killed. <laughs> I would love for that to be a character trait of hers. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Instead of her racism? Oh, yeah, sure. Anything instead of her racism. Back at Andy's, Pacey is setting the table. And he's, like, looking around the living room as Andy comes rushing in and tries to get him to leave. Pacey says he wants to stay because uh, he told her mom that they would and Andy yells at him telling him that like her family is none of his business and then Pacey doesn't want to leave because that's rude and then it's just like a whole fight between them but there's like no reason for it because uh Andy just wants to leave because her brother is dead yeah I didn't see that coming it was very sad and yeah it's the whole thing is sad yeah and uh spoiler alert it gets sadder (laughs) it's the opposite of it gets better and speaking of dead Back to the ice house where Jack is going to, I guess, fix the lobster tank. Um, (sighs) Instead, he cuts the power for the whole place. And finally, this like sweet lone customer who's been there all night and knows it's just two kids running the place who have run into a significant problem. suggests, I want you to just unplug it and plug it back in. Oh, no shit. And but they hadn't tried that. (laughs) No, because 1998. (laughs) So all it took. Oh, God. I mean, when he said that, I was like, yeah. Of course they've tried that. I mean, it's 2021, but, you know, you have to remember that Joey and Jack are not the smartest tools in the shed. Also, they're children. They're youths in charge of a shop. But it worked. Yeah. Thank God. They would have been out so much money. Like, who cares, Joey? I'm such a square. I don't think they have any money to be out, though. (laughs) Who cares? Just be poor. Don't be such a loser. (laughs) (laughs) money doesn't buy happiness trust us we know yeah well that's um would love to know if that's really true or not yeah i mean i would love to try it out for myself and then if i'm wrong then fine but because you're always talking about experiments you definitely need money for experiments yeah that's true well that would be the experiment is does buddy does bunny does money buy you happiness? Uh, anyway, uh, it works. Plugging it, <laughs> unplugging it, plugging it back in works. Um, Yay! Jack says that he feels bad for the guy because he thinks he's just lonely, and it's like all just a little bit heavier now that we know that Jack's brother has died. He just seems like sadder somehow, uh, and just like that, he's gone—a ghost. The old man, not Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jack's gone. We never see him again. Oh, no, we see Jack. Oh, we see Jack. Um, The ghost customer, customer ghost, left a $100 bill and this poem. By moonlight, many years ago, my true love did I know. And by that moon, I begged her wait. But that night, she did go. So young lovers, heed my words. Don't squander love away. The moon is changing ever still. Soon comes the light of day. Is that a real poem or did Kevin Williamson write that? That's a K-Dubs original. That's very pretty. I know. Way to go, K-Dubs. It's very cute. Um, Joey thinks that they really struck gold with a hundred dollar bill that they're going to split between the two of them, um, which I guess in 1998, a hundred dollars for a 16 year old is a lot of money. I mean, if they're going to split it, I would take 50. If someone was like, here's 50 bucks for a cup of coffee, I'd be like, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I would take that now if anyone wants to like Venmo me at Dawson Starlings on Venmo. We'll split it. We'll split it. I'll give it all to you. Um, yeah. Okay, great. Speaking of, uh. Uh, priceless. Jack turns on the light, or Jack turns off the light at the table, and then boom! Goes in for it. 
Yeah, kisses, Joey. Turns off the light, turns on another switch or something. Yeah, he goes for it. You just know she's going to blame it on the full moon, too. I know. Fucking Joey and her witchy shit. Uh, What'd you think about him just straight up kissing Joey? Listen, we all know how I feel about Dawson Larry. And I think Jack is very cute. And Dawson's annoying. But, I mean, is it wrong? Sure. But for the sake of the drama of the show, I'm into it. Yeah. Were you surprised or no? That was bound to happen from the moment we met Andy's brother, Jack. Andy's brother. Back with the Learys, Dawson wants to know why they're having an open marriage. And Gail tells him that he should talk to Mitch. No. You guys should all sit together and talk about it. You're the parents. As a family. Mitch says they're trying to fix some things in their marriage, and it was a mistake. And Dawson says, yeah, basically, no shit. Gail says, my thoughts exactly. Like, okay, fair. But also, dude, you could have said no. You co-signed on this. So, you know, not great. Yeah. I don't know if she really had a choice, though. Like, Mitch might have been doing it no matter what. Yeah, that's true. But then she could have been like, well, now you're just cheating on me. Taste your own medicine, Gail. Yeah. Yeah, fair, also fair. That's the beauty of storytelling is how do we pick sides? It's such a conversation. Must be the moon, man. Everyone's got shit in this episode. Yeah, and they wouldn't. If it wasn't for the full moon, which we see so very clearly in the reflection of the windows all the time. Yes, lest you forget that there's a full moon right now. (laughs) Um, Mitch Mitch tells Gail that she's the one that put him in this position, and Gail says... She has to go back to her guests because she is. She has to keep her job if she's going to support Mitch and his pipe dreams. It's brutal. Well, they're both being brutal because Mitch is being very ruthless, which Dawson kind of sums up at the end of the episode anyway. Oh, the end of the episode. So sad. We'll get there. We'll get there. Rough. Um, Dawson tells Mitch that he needs to get over his ego and forgive Gail because it's on him to fix his family. Now, now we've got... Gail's been crying. Dawson's almost crying. And now Mitch is crying, talking about his dad. Oh, poor Dawson. It's too much crying. It's too much crying. Oh, you're, Mr. Man needs crying. That's something different. Oh, okay. I meant like sad, worse somehow. But sexy? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it is sad. I don't know. Anything he does. <laughs> um, poor Dawson. I, he, listen, yeah. he's 15. Like He's a kid. He just, like, puts his hand. It's very hard. He, like, puts his hand on his dad's shoulder. Like, what the hell is he supposed to do? His dad's Aww. crying about his dad. He's just like, there, there, dad. Okay. I remember Graham pop up at Jen's. Graham's is finally yelling at Jen because she needs it. Jen needs to be yelled at. Um, Let me just try okay. to figure out how I feel about this. Because, you know, I'm not for the slut shaming. And we know that Graham's is very conservative. And I think she goes in on her a little too hard because Graham's is mostly just mad that Jen is, like, fucking yeah she's yelling at her for the wrong reason which is i mean jen had a date and then was being like on the verge of being raped by this guy yes who should be getting an earful is vincent by the police but then i think that my thought was just kind of looking which you're right the way that you're looking at it is better than what i'm looking at it because grams only has like a limited amount of information so she's yelling at her for the wrong thing i was thinking like in general jen needs to be just like talked to and yelled at for her behavior at large. Yeah, she does need to be a little bit more careful. Like she's getting herself into these situations because she's like a little bit of a seductress. But then also like the drinking and the stealing and all that kind of shit. She's entering into her rebel phase and it's just all downhill. Uh, And she kind of has already had her rebel phase, so. Yeah, isn't that whole the whole reason why she came to Cape Side? To escape her rebel phase? Oh, Yvay. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. 
You can take the girl out of the finger lakes, but you can't take the finger lake out of the girl. No, the finger out of the girl. There should have been a lake in there. Anyway, it's from Saturday Night Live. That was really good. I thought that was you. I liked it a lot. I wish. I'll say it's you. Um, at the ice house, Dawson shows up and uh, Jack tells Joey that he'll finish closing up so that she can leave. And uh, it's like not awkward between Jack and Joey, right? Am I crazy? No. Yeah, it's pretty normal. It's not great, but it's not awkward for like having just kissed. Well, Jack's awkward anyway, so. Yeah, he's got that covered. Yeah, he's good for the both of them. And then Joey's just kind of like with her little crooked smiles like, hey, let's go, Joss. <laughs> Um, over at Andy's, Andy tells Pacey about Tim and how he died. Uh, it's almost been a year, and the whole family was in a car after a homecoming game when they got hit by a truck. And it's really sad that the mom, like, can't deal with it, and she believes yeah. he's still, like, alive. Ugh, it's very heavy. The dad can't deal with it. He bailed. Now it's just these two kids basically just raising themselves and their mom, and, like, oh, also bonus, their dad's business is going under, so... Poor Andy. Thank God she has Pacey there to comfort her. Yeah. I like this scene a lot because it's speaking of, like you said earlier, like some great shots, some really cool shots. First, Pacey gives her like a much needed head hug. Love a head hug. Mm. It's very sweet. Yeah. They're very affectionate. Yeah. And then we get like this very sweet shot of them from far away. Just like a little peeking in on their sweet little. They're so small on the frame. It's very. Mm. It's, I liked it a lot. It was a great yeah. shot. All while we hear Jules' hands, hand, which um, when it first started, I was like, interesting choice, but I guess I kind of eased into it. What did you think about that music cue? I liked it. I felt like for what was happening. Yeah, I I eased into it. But I think it's just been a while since I've heard the song and it was on a lot. Yeah, same. It was on a lot when it first came on. Yeah, I definitely was like, oh, this song, huh? But then, I don't know, like, looking at the scenes that it kind of played over or under, I liked it, yeah. Everyone's hugging and sad, and the moon was mean to everybody, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so we've got now, like, Andy and Pacey and their sweet little hug, and then we've got Joey climbing in through the magic window, and uh, Dawson following because they don't want to go in through the front door, because he wants to avoid his parents. And then they're back out... On the roof, uh, Joey starts to tell him, like, she's going to tell him about Jack. That's very clear. But Dawson mm-hmm. just, he wants to forget about everything. Because uh, he's sad. He's got a lot of bigger issues to deal with. Yeah, I feel bad. I do feel bad for him in this episode. They, like, kiss a little, and Joey again almost tells him, but he just looks, I don't know, like, worried. Yeah, that timing would have been very bad for her. And him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not great. <laughs> um, so she doesn't tell him, and then they go back to just canoodling on the roof. And then inside the house, the guests have all left, and um, Gail tells Mitch that it's time, and he's going to move out. Womp Real sad. Womp. Real sad music with the jewel. I thought they were going to be able to work through their... I thought they were going to be able to work through their issues, Mr. and Mrs. Screek. And uh, that's the episode. And that's it. Next week, we're going to talk about season two, episode six, The Dance. Starring Garth Brooks. Womp womp. He has a song called The Dance. <laughs> yeah, I figured I am not a Garth Brooks fan, so that went way over my head. That's okay. Um, I'm here for you. But maybe one person out there got it. I hope so. I. It's a pretty big song. And as we're recording this right now, Kelly Clarkson just covered it. So How does it go? Dancing. <laughs> oh, okay. I can... I know exactly what song you're talking about now. 
Yeah, you've so. heard it. Now that I've said it, you've heard it. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, yeah, 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 definitely. Zaz, uh, if anybody wants to talk to you about Jewel songs or the moon or Sage, where can they find you on? You can hit me up at Ashley Zaz on Instagram and Twitter. And Kim, if anyone wants to be serenaded by your beautiful voice and Garth Brooks impressions, where can they find you? Well, I'm on Cameo for those, obviously. <laughs> yeah, perfect. She costs $500 per minute. And it's worth it. Instagram and Twitter at Kim Moffat. And um, the show? At Dawson's Darlings on Instagram. Mm -hmm. That's how the Vice President of the United States of America communicates with us. Through exclusively. Mm -hmm. Exclusively. Through at Dawson's Darlings. She's great, too. She is great. She loves us. She does. Good for her for making that choice. Good for her. Good for us. Good for you for making it through this entire episode. Thank you. We appreciate you.